0: listeners welcome back to alphabet you never knew that and today we have a bonus episode to make october even more spooky um so join us for some thrills kills and chills um a short episode uh we're going to cover three stories um that happened throughout history on halloween night so, sit back and enjoy. I'm going to start us off with a guy who ruined Halloween in 1974. Um, and his name is O'Brien. So, just like any dad, he took his two children and a neighbor trick-or-treating in Texas. Um, and they were just walking around the neighborhood when they came up to a house where no one answered the door. And... The children, as being children, grew impatient and just ran ahead of O'Brien. And he kind of stayed behind and eventually he caught up and he was like, Hey, I got this pixie stick from that neighbor who didn't answer the door. Um so he gave it to his neighbors two children and one each to his um son called Timothy and Elizabeth, his daughter. And coming home, he gave, he gave another one um to a ten year old boy that goes to his church. So that's um one two three four around four to five people he gave to. Um, so his son um wanted to have the Halloween candies that he collected that night. So um he picked up a candy and he chose the pixie stick. Um. So he then complained that he had trouble getting the powdered candy out of the straw. So his dad helped him loosen up the powder. And after he kind of tried a taste, he said that it tasted very bitter. And his dad gave him Kool-Aid to wash off the taste. Mm. Um, and he immediately began to complain of her tummy ache and just felt like vomiting and he was just like very weak so he then died on the way to the hospital an hour less than an hour after consuming the candy
1: Whoa! yeah he's only 10 years old he was less than an hour so he was definitely poisoned or something. yeah i'm not recording time Oh well, i started
0: recording <laughs> okay just good. in case yeah so you know, yep it could be that, mm-hmm. um, so yes later, they announced that he was poisoned by the Halloween candy that he mm. took, and it caused a lot of fear in the community in his neighborhood. Everyone just was so fearful if the um the candy was laced with poison, so it just kind of ruined Halloween night and the police didn't su- suspect the dad of doing anything until a top an autopsy revealed that the pixie stick that he consumed was laced with potassium cyanide mm. um and four of the five kids that he gave it to he recovered he recovered it from um the other child the parent couldn't find the candy and was going crazy Mm -hmm. um but i think he was fine and oh he he was fine because he didn't know how to open the candy oh
1: that's so you didn't
0: yeah so i think it was kind of hard to open it so he kind of gave up so he survived
1: Uh, wow imagine that you know
0: and so apparently this cyanide is enough to kill two adults and the four candies is enough to kill three or four adults. So, like, oh giving God. that to a
1: child. Wow, that's messed same. up. That's gonna definitely do the trick. Yeah. Ew. Oh, my God. Thick. Yeah. So, you know, being...
0: Trying to show his innocence, he told the, uh, the police, oh, he doesn't remember which house. Like, you know, I'm innocent. I just got a candy from some some house to, while doing trick or treating in the neighborhood and then the police became suspicious um because the neighborhoods um said that none of everyone in the neighborhood just said no one was giving out pixie sticks on halloween it was only maybe these kids that had it so it became more suspicious and then he let the police to the house um where they didn't answer the door Um, and he just said that the light, the lights were off, but the door just kind of opened and this guy with hairy arms gave him five pixie sticks. That's the best thing he could come up with. Uh, and the police did some research and it's the guy living there is called Melvin. And actually that night he was on um on call as an air traffic controller so he wasn't even home until 11 p.m and this happened early that night
1: wait so but they said the uh, man's arm like oh that was just what um oh, o'brien po- was saying to the police oh okay,
2: okay okay and this happened before 11 p.m
0: yeah so the this guy
2: wasn't even home in his house someone must have broken into his house or something that's crazy. Okay. Um yeah.
0: So then the investigation progressed and they learned that O'Brien was a hundred and thousand US dollars in debt. Um he had a history of not being able to hold a job and he also was a suspect in theft at his old job and he was just having this bad um years of uh history of just being like you know going through all this stuff and the police found out that O'Brien had taken out his life insurance policies on his kids months before his son's death oh my god oh so man. he could get that money to pay off his debt girl Bye. Yeah. he was planning this. So the dad did it.
1: Oh,
2: God. That, that is, messed is up. so
1: messed up, man. Yeah. Bro, how can you do that to your own kid? I know, just for money. For yeah. money,
0: right. So crazy. Like, it's his fault he's in debt. It's like, his, his own
2: fault. I just...
0: Yeah. And doing it... So he got 20k if he killed both children. Oh, but no. the Elizabeth survived.
2: Um, she survived. Yeah, she didn't eat the candy. Oh my god. Yeah, it was only the. So sun. he broke into the neighbor's house basically and pretended to be him, right? No, he just said that to the police. Like someone handed it
0: him, to oh. it oh, sure. to him in the house, but he yeah. he was the one already holding it. You know. Oh my he god! Just made up that story.
2: Man, it's your own kids. That's screwed up.
0: Yeah and he visited a chemical supply store in houston to buy that cyanide um mm. before halloween and that's when they really suspected O'Brien of being the yeah, person that's, too, yeah. right poison his children um he also gave it to the other children um apart from his son to cover up his crimes and be like oh no there's why would I only give it to my children? As other people that had it, you know. Oh, um, I feel bad. Yeah, for him too. but as they continued to question him, he just maintained his innocence, and just acting like it wasn't his fault or he wasn't involved. And he was then um, arrested, even though the police never discovered when or where he got the cyanide from or the poison, and he went to trial and he was committed of four counts of attempted murder but he pled not guilty to all five of them um and during the tra- trial a chemist um who was acquainted with O'Brien tested that he actually con- contacted him about the cyanide and asked him questions like how much would be fatal and chemical supply salesman where he bought it from said that O'Brien um, asked him how to purchase cyanide and his friends and co-workers were testing that O'Brien suddenly showed an unusual interest in the cyanide poison and spoke about how much it would take to kill a person. Um, his sister-in-law and brother-in-law tested that during the son's funeral he even spoke about using the money of the insurance policy to take a long vacation
1: ew what that the is the man so disgusting
2: like at this no. point is it even the debt or is it just he just didn't care about these kids at all he just wanted
1: to take a i vacation. think it's yeah definitely he didn't
0: care like there's no way he would talk about yeah. going on a vacation Dude, like he a needed the money. yeah
1: <laughs> exactly
0: oh yeah, so the wife, um, uh, was not involved in this at all. She had no idea what was happening, and um, it was him that actually forced his son to choose that candy out of his Halloween, um, all of oh, his no. Halloween candy. Yeah, so he pressured his son. And, and the son,
1: it. the worst things about this story is that he doesn't even know his dad was the killer.
0: Yeah. Right. He was just in his arms, like...
1: Dude. "Dude." That's so messed. So, he probably died thinking, oh, my dad tried to save me or something. So Mm -hmm. sad. That's so tragic. Oh, my God. Yeah. God. So,
0: even after all this trial and everything everyone's saying, he still kept his innocence. Um, But... He was known as the Candyman in 1975 in the wow. newspaper. Um, the jury took 46 minutes to find O'Brien guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. And it took them 71 minutes to sentence him to death by electrocution. And the same day? Uh, the same day, in yeah, like no, not on the same day, they decided that he would be electrocuted oh. that
2: day.
1: They were like, um, death sentence, yeah, death like, penalty. I that? mean, well deserved, though. <laughs> in <laughs> Texas, they don't mess around with that stuff, yeah. yeah.
0: So, his wife moved on, um, he's long gone now, so she moved on and with someone else, with her daughter Elizabeth.
2: Um, oh man
0: very tragic halloween night yeah. in 1974 yeah
2: that's the scary. idea they have to like live with that even though she got like married and all that but it's still such yeah. a tragedy to
1: carry on that's still yeah. a tragedy for sure yeah. man i'm sorry to the family who had to face that yeah and other people who have to face it too
0: yeah like people in the neighborhood just like got so you know i can't imagine what they were feeling it was just like a nice halloween night for your kids mm-hmm. and then yeah. now you have to think
1: about your kids dying yeah i hope there's like yeah i i didn't you know because trick-or-treating is like a kid you know i know some adults do that too but you know yeah like that's something that shouldn't be taken away from them and they should feel safe no matter what so
0: yeah so my conclusion check your kids halloween candy <laughs> yeah you never know um but yeah that's my story and i'm gonna pass it off to middle
2: yeah so my story is actually a reddit story from the no sleep subreddit it's uh it was submitted by raiden ann and the title is mr moogie was imaginary he had to be so my daughter started talking about mr moogie on her fourth birthday my brother and i lived across the street from one another and we held the party at his house since he couldn't have he could afford a pool and i couldn't and that day the shift was indicated by a small tug on the skirt i turned to see the beautiful hazel eyes of melissa my daughter staring up at me mommy mr moogie wants to come home with us i knelt down to her level who's that baby she looked around as if searching for someone He's my new friend. I don't see him though. He must have gone to grab his coat. I realized that my little daughter had her first imaginary friend, and I nodded enthusiastically, Of course he can. Mr. Moogie is more than welcome in our home whenever he wants to. And I thought nothing of Mr. Moogie really, although things around the house were strange ever since then, and it had a lot to do with Mr. Moogie. She insisted on having her window open every night, and Mr. Moogie never seemed to want to be in the room with me. And every time I would ask her where he was, she would always say something like he went home for the day or he decided to go for a walk around the block. And I once jokingly asked if he didn't like me. And she looked at me saying, oh, no, mommy, Mr. Moogie loves you a whole bunch. He just gets very shy. And this went on for a whole year. And the only problem was the more time went on, the more immersed she became in Mr. Moogie. She changed a lot of parts of her personality And she said that that was something Mr. Wumugi wanted of her and her emotions were very mixed about the situation and worrying and frustration, she was spent so much time by herself and opting to shut herself away in her bedroom rather than going outside to spend some time there. She refused certain things she used to love and it was so difficult to get her to even go to the store with her and she said. I would try to take her to her dad's on the weekend, but if I could even get her there without her throwing an enormous fit, I'd always get a call within a few hours from my ex-husband, absolutely insisting that I would pick her up. She was out of control at that point. She crashed, she trashed the, sorry, she trashed this, ah, okay, she was out of control at this point. She trashed his house on several occasions before finally he threw his hands up and yelled, God dang it, Mary, get your kid and get out of my life. She held her head in shame as I explained while trying to contain my sheer anger that what she did was entirely wrong. She just kept saying, Mr. Mogi said it was the only way that I could stay with you. And I felt fed up. I was more worried. I wanted so badly to take her to a doctor, but the divorce left us broke and without insurance. And silently, I just hoped that she would grow out of it. So one morning, I woke up to find that Melissa was fully dressed, and most of the time she would just opt for pajamas. I would ask, what's the special occasion? And I, tre- treading lightly as possible, she had never flipped out and trashed our house, but I still found myself afraid of my own child. She said, Mr. Moogie wants to play outside today. And I nodded, relieved that she was going to be outside instead of locked away in her room. I decided to do the dishes and so that I could just stay inside and still watch her play in the yard. I couldn't have looked away for more than a few minutes, but when I looked back, she was gone. Running outside, I screamed her name, but I got no reply. I called the police immediately, and a search was started. Every hour had passed, and I prayed to God that I didn't fully believe in it. I prayed for my daughter's safety, and I prayed that this was just one of the many odds, but harmless occurrences that had happened. But hours turned into days, then weeks, months. Half a year had gone by, and there was no sign of Melissa. At 2.37 a.m., on an abnormally warm October night, a call came in into the station from a man claimed to have seen someone carrying a body through his backyard. The police (gasps) caught him in the act. Yeah.
1: No, wait, what? What? What?
2: Yeah. (laughs) It gets interesting after this. An older man, probably in his 40s. Thick glasses. A lanky body nothing at all special about him other than the fact that the body he was trying to bury was that of my little melissa
1: no get out stop Did she was dead
2: yeah unfortunately no
1: no, no 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 oh my god we gotta put a disclaimer on this episode because uh don't listen to this with your child
2: <laughs> yeah don't listen to this to little kids but uh I'm sure you don't want the gory details and i'm sure as well, not willing to relieve them, relive them. But she had been abused and disgusting inhuman ways for the entirety of the six months, she had been gone, she was so thin and bruised she was barely unrecognizable and I was asked down to the station and had my brother accompany me. They wanted to see if I could recognize the guy and my brother grasped my hand light, tightly likely fighting back tears himself as we stared at the strange man from behind weird mirror glass. It was as if it was a bad episode of svu and detective lorenzo stared with sympathy in his eyes, asking "Do you know this man. I shook my head no i've never seen him in my life, my brother looked at me with confusion, what are you talking about don't lie to them Mary my head was so foggy it took me a few moments for me to realize what he was saying and I replied um no i've never seen him. He looked a bit angry with me then. Are you kidding me? He was in and out of your house for the past what year? And for me, that was the tipping point.
0: Was it later? The um husband ex.
2: Oh, that was uh the brother. He's telling her oh, that. Okay.
0: Oh no. I mean, are they talking about?
2: No, oh, he's she's oh. he's talking to her about the idea that this guy has been in and out of her house for the past year, and Just he thought he she was lying be- about it oh it's
1: yeah i'll just let you
2: yeah so later i sat at a metal table across from detective lorenzo his tone had changed from sympathetic to accusatory how do you know thomas mooney he pushed a photo of the man that killed my daughter across the table i shook my head almost too bewildered to speak i don't know that man he stood quickly slamming his hands on the table yeah this definitely seemed like a bad s episode of s v u He was in your house. People saw him walking everywhere with you and your daughter. Your own brother saw the man come in and out of your house. I think that's when I made the connection. Mooney Mooney Mugie Mugie There was no way Mr. Muogie was imaginary. It was not possible that a man could have avoided me been in my own home with my child for a year. And yet the evidence was there, the neighborhood watch had surveillance cameras installed a few years before, and the footage showed Thomas Mooney, a man I had never met until I saw him in the interrogation room crawling through the windows of my home, mostly Melissa's bedroom window. And hell, he even came and went through the front door several times, and they asked a few people around the community if they had ever saw him, most of them nodded solemnly. They all assumed that he was a relative or a family friend, and he'd always follow at a distance, and I never thought to look Bro. over my shoulder. And I never saw him. I never saw him, not once.
1: So he no. was a real person? Yeah. There's no way. I don't think so. I've lo- okay, I looked up Thomas Mooney. I don't see anything but creepypasta and that like no sleep Reddit story
2: i mean on the comments they're saying it's true so i'm Girl, just gonna take okay. it
1: i thought because that's but... like how the no sleep is it's like it's so true i mean this is said it? that
2: it's not false
1: they just said that what there's i feel like i feel like instances like this happen but i'm not sure if it was this
2: that's creepy though it's very creepy like thinking about it like she never noticed it and everybody else did except for her what that's wild
0: there's no photos of him
2: yeah it's not yeah, yeah.
0: his real name
2: yeah on the reddit it's just the story yeah it's hard to say but i mean that's just sounds like a terrifying story though either yeah. way
1: that is a terrifying story oh my god that's so sad yeah just
2: the idea though that like she didn't even notice it like she even mm-hmm. let him in her own house and like everybody else did except for her.
0: So did they say how she died?
2: I mean she didn't she said she didn't want to explain it just because it was just a lot. She was but...
1: basically abused.
2: Yeah, she was abused and she was gone for six months. So oh, yeah. basically.
1: Yeah. He has to
0: be imaginary. There's no way. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like wouldn't she know there's someone in the house? Or hear a man's voice. Yeah,
2: but she's like every time she would try to like go and be in the room with her with daughter and stuff, she would say that the Mister Muggi left and he didn't want to be around you. That's so sad. Yeah, some messed God. up stuff. But yeah, another <laughs> similar story to Maria's to keep your kids Did safe. That
1: happened on Halloween or what?
2: Um, it didn't happen on Halloween. It was just a horror story so
1: it did or didn't? It, didn't
2: it didn't it didn't yeah but it's a good story to tell on halloween so
1: halloween yeah halloween okay um <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to like disrespect her then but halloween she very um, uh
2: share your story too
1: all right i got like a bunch of stories uh a little packed into one so one story is um it's called the note. So imagine you're just going to um you know you have like a great you're going to Kmart or something and you like want to buy a graveyard kit. But then you notice this note. Oh like let's say okay you're like buying Halloween de- decorations like usual and you go to Kmart and but then you find this like handwritten letter inside. Okay, now get this. You read the letter, and you find, you like, it's described as really, something that's like really awful, like, and this happened to a one woman in Oregon, where she found a letter described as, um, awful forced labor, like, slave labor conditions in a Chinese prison factory. Now, um... Yeah, it's like the person who wrote this he claimed that uh he and others other people were severely tortured and enslaved in a forced labor camp making toys uh like 15 hours a day with no pay or day off or days off. So he went on uh so she was like, "Oh my god, no way." Um and it was actually um yeah, so she like submitted this to I think um she submitted this to like a human rights um like thing association where they've like shut down uh the like factory. But um yeah she found it and um basically the guy who was the prisoner um he's like this happened in like twenty thirteen I think 2012 around that time and yeah and, and it was in Oregon so the guy was like imprisoned for refusing to convert to his uh to like this uh religion called Falun Gong and it was like um basically a cult by the Chinese government and um so yeah the prisoners were convicted of Serious crimes, so they were held um, in like Chinese in China's underground churches for being imprisoned for their beliefs, and yeah, so basically, yeah, she basically got the whole like it to shut down the camp because uh, he he went on to plead that the letter be forwarded to the human rights organization. And then they were freed, and yeah, and then the camp was exposed. So that happened uh, literally to a woman across the world, like in a different country. Wow. I mean, I'm glad she exposed them, though. Yeah, right? Uh, She was, like, just in Kmart, and she was, like, buying Halloween decorations, and she found that letter, and she was, like, so shook. I, I think somehow, like, the guy, you know, as he was making toys, must have slipped in the letter. Yeah. So wow that was, that was scary um yeah so there was that um then there was like this one um story that happened in denver where uh this mailman um you know he was going to deliver the mail like uh you know his day-to-day job and he remembers seeing something he thought Was related to Halloween. So I think this was like at the tail end of Halloween where people still had their decorations up. And uh, he noticed something that was like very strange. So, like, he thought this corpse was a Halloween decoration. So, yeah, apparently, a guy, dead man, Dale Porch who was like 46 at that time um he died november 2nd uh, after returning home from his night shift job and yeah he just he thought it was like halloween a halloween decoration or something but um yeah basically he was he was kind of shook um around that time but yeah is is kind of scary. That's like disturbing. <laughs> that is so weird. Was it a
2: skeleton or something? That's how he didn't. I know. think
1: it was just like a, you know, how like a dead body, not like a skeleton, but like you know, someone who like recently died. Holy God, his neighbors are like psychopaths or something. <laughs> yeah. Holy Why? God. Why would anyone do that? Because I don't know. Like so, yeah. It was like a. I'm guessing it was the front porch like he was like on there he probably like died there so the mailman probably thought it was like oh okay like it's like a problem. someone didn't let out his like (laughs) clean up their decorations and that happens but yeah and then I guess he like like oh he figured out that wasn't the case so he was like really shocked and upset and obviously contacted authorities
2: did that person like die there or did someone murder him
1: no no no. he i don't know he just collapsed on the step almost. oh oh my god that's so he up. wasn't murdered no no he just collapsed oh okay. oh my I god he collapsed he on murdered. the porch steps i'm sorry he wasn't seated yeah he collapsed on the porch steps oh my I, god I, I don't know maybe he could have had so like sad. some yeah it's
2: like disturbing though holy i feel bad for that mailman he's just
1: like casually doing his job and then he sees that oh nice halloween (laughs) yeah it looks so real oh my god so i guess story is there pay attention look twice i don't know know what's real and not what's real real and what's not (laughs) and then finally to end off we have um so on Halloween Eve in 1938, uh you know, people, you know, they're listening to the radio and everything and specifically on CBS, they hear this very scary and unsettling announcement that the Martians had invaded New Jersey and they were freaked out by that. Uh basically, yeah, they um Uh, I forgot Orson Welles Orson Welles you know War war of the Worlds he had um, it was a radio play that he put on for like Halloween I guess and then he he, like just was like oh the Martians have invaded and everything and people thought it was real so it was like around 12 million people who were listening that too so they thought like it was like one out of every 12 listeners they thought it was so true and yeah it was like one million listeners they lit they literally were f- so freaked out they were like in mass hysteria and they were just so terrified because they w- they thought it was a real alien invasion oh my god that happened it was like it was really scary apparently it, it was yeah it was a televised pro like uh broadcast tell- or was it a yeah radio? it was broadcasted oh, oh my god and i dude what yeah like 1.2 million people thought the earth was being invaded by aliens. <laughs> oh my god
0: can you imagine freaking out yeah. and, like trying to save yourself yeah
1: yeah and he was 22 at that time orson wells oh wow oh my god yeah what it was, year was this it, it was 8 p.m on sunday october 30th 1938
2: Oh my god, yeah, so I can imagine during that time, like, you would believe quite a bit of things.
1: Yeah, and... they thought it was real, like, this was an actual thing, and, you know, Martians, and, I mean, yeah, bro, you never know, man. Heck, I would have believed it, you know? Yeah, like, if it was broadcasted on national,
0: like, it was uh, radio,
1: right? Yeah, radio, it was like, popular. And,
0: you know, people, like, listen to the radio and believe yeah. it, so
1: definitely a lot more people listened to the radio back then too yeah how do you like clear
2: the air on that like did he just say oh it's just a prank ha ha
1: well let me see i think he didn't i think they kind of cleared it eventually um, oh my god this is like a freak out um why did he do this just for fun. It, it was this was like for his play. So he was he's a very big like science fiction writer and a uh, creator. So he wanted to like do this thing for Halloween, I guess. Oh my god. whole special like what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I do know that a lot of like newspapers were like you know, oh wow. This was so st- it was kind of like um how radio management was irresponsible, and you just don't trust it—fake news. So they were like, "This was fake news back then, the earliest." <laughs> um, that's like the biggest PR stun I've ever seen,
2: especially for that time. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. Now um, everyone's
0: just gonna be like, "Oh, oh well."
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nobody believes things anymore. Like, there's always like those articles. Oh, there's gonna be like an asteroid hitting Earth, and then I and feel like some it. people do. There's still that.
1: A certain percentage of people. Those conspiracy theories, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like us, haha. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'm sure, like, it eventually calmed down. Um I must have been so mad at him.
2: <laughs> yeah. I can imagine yeah. them, like, panic, like, packing their bags and, like, trying to get out. Yeah.
1: Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, but it was that's definitely crazy. the fake news back in that day. So, yeah, that's what happened. And it was, like, really crazy. Yeah, those were some scary stories. Mine's were kind of, yeah, <laughs> it was like just that. <laughs> um, compared to your guys, you guys just like went totally dark and not sent. Let's say like mine's weren't, but like yours was kind of like really sad about children dying.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We would have that
1: theme. Yeah, yeah. that common <laughs> oh my theme. God, I was um. yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, take care of your children, yeah, guys. I we'll hope back. you enjoyed this episode,
2: this bonus episode for Halloween night. um, share it with your family and friends, and stay tuned for our next episode on tea. Thanks for listening, and happy Halloween
1: happy Halloween,
2: happy Halloween. Halloween boy. Bye.